All right, good evening, Chair Lee and Sustainability Commissioners. This meeting of August 12, 2021 is being held pursuant to Section 3 of Executive Order N2920 issued by Governor Newsom on March 17, 2020, and all members are joining this meeting telephonically through Zoom. Thank you, Elena. It is now 6.04 and I will call this meeting to order. Uh, welcome commissioners and welcome all members of the pub, sorry, of the public and our wonderful liaison to city council, Melissa. Um, I will hand it back to you, Elena, for a uh, roll call. All right, uh, Commissioner Lewis. Present. <laughs> Commissioner Wiley. Here. Commissioner Palmer. Here. Commissioner Cornelia. I don't think is here. Uh, Commissioner Cooper. Here. Commissioner Thompson. Here. And Chair Lee. Here. All right, six of the seven members are present and there is a quorum. Thank you so much. Then let's jump right into our second item, public comments on items not on the agenda. So if any one from the public would like to comment on something that is not on the agenda, they can go ahead. Um, Elena, do you wanna give a quick overview of how? Sure, members of the public may comment on items not on the published agenda at this time. Public comment is limited to three minutes per speaker, after which speakers will be muted. Are there any members of the public who would like to make a public comment? Please raise your hand in the Zoom application. Uh, to raise your hand from a phone, please press star nine. And I see no raised hands at this time. Great, then we're moving right along. We have a pretty packed agenda. So um, I will have, uh, Greg will help tag team to keep us on track. And we'll dive right into our third item, external presentations. And we have an external speaker um, from Drawdown Marin, Alex, to give us an overview. I'll hand it over to Alex. Hi everyone, my name is Alex Bordeshaver. Grateful to be here with you tonight. I coordinate Drawdown Marin and I am part of the County of Marin sustainability team. So tonight I'm going to give you an overview of what is Drawdown and talk to you a little bit about what we're working on right now and also our near-term plans. And I'm happy to answer any questions at the end. So for those of you not familiar, Drawdown Marin is a brainchild of a small group of community members, also known as the Marin Climate Action Network. And this group really wanted to push the county to do more on climate change. So all of the cities and towns have climate action plans as does the county and that's not enough. So they went to the board of supervisors and suggested that we take bigger, bolder action. And in October of 2017, the board of supervisors adopted a resolution um, indicating that it was a priority for them to draw down greenhouse gas emissions below zero and um, they also allocated funding to hire a staff person and that's me. So I've been with the county for about three years now and I have been coordinating this effort which really goes beyond reducing or drawing down emissions to sequestering carbon and really restoring the climate. And sorry, young child. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So it's about scaling up existing initiatives and it's about connecting stakeholders who are working on similar efforts and really breaking out of our silos. And it's about working throughout the county, but also working throughout the region. So I mentioned in October of 2017, the Board of Supervisors adopted a resolution and they held a big kickoff event. Maybe some of you attended. Uh, Paul Hawken was there and they really launched the effort. And then I started with the county in September of 2018. And over the next two years, we embarked on a major planning process and we brought together close to 200 community members from Marin County and also from outside the county. Uh, I see a couple of you participated in those efforts. We put together six different working groups that were focused in six different areas. And we asked those groups over a course of six months to come up with local climate change solutions. So we asked the community to tell us what are the projects, programs, and policies that we should be implementing at a local level. Uh, in, in 2020, we presented that body of work. So those groups came up with 29 solutions and seven of them were endorsed by our executive steering committee. We presented that body of work along with our equity efforts, internal and external, and our community outreach and engagement efforts in a strategic plan. And that plan outlined those efforts, then also what we should be focusing on next. We presented that to the board in December of last year. They accepted it and told us to, to move forward and, and to implement that plan. So this year, we've really been focused on implementing those solutions. So supporting the lead implementers of the seven endorsed solutions, uh, continuing to engage and empower the community to participate in a variety of different ways, and also fundraising. So the county, yes, has been staffing the initiative, but we've never had an operating budget. So we need desperately to raise as much money as we can um, to support the coordination that we hope to, to bring to the county and then also those solutions that will dramatically reduce emissions. The executive steering committee, the body that's been overseeing this effort since September of 2018, they evaluated a number of different governance structures as we thought about what the next phase of drawdown looks like. So the county is currently serving as the backbone organization coordinating the effort. And what the community said was, that's great. And we feel like the county is too bureaucratic and slowing us down. And might there be a different way to move forward? So they evaluated a joint powers authority, working with an existing nonprofit and ultimately settled on creating a new nonprofit organization. And they did this because they wanted the nonprofit to be able to raise money from diverse sources that aren't available to the county and also wanted to really shift decision-making authority and power back to the community. So the new nonprofit board is 19 members, will be 19 members, and 10 of those spots are reserved for community members. And nine of those spots are reserved for elected officials, city and town staff, and representatives from the climate change-related agencies in the county. I also wanted to mention that throughout this whole process over the last almost three years, we've really wanted to center equity. So I mentioned that we have several internal and external equity initiatives, and that continues to be a priority for Drawdown. We received a grant from the Marin Community Foundation to more deeply engage communities of color in our effort. We have an internal equity task force, and then we also have an external uh, Drawdown Marin ambassador program that we've been running. It's small scale, but it's really making a difference, and we hope that we can offer it to other communities as we move forward. Um, and, you know, as part of those equity efforts, we acknowledge that frontline communities suffer first and worst from climate change impacts. And we also acknowledge that government planning processes can and do leave community members out. 
And we're really trying to include all racial, age, and socioeconomic groups in Drawdown Marin. And to do this, we understand that we have to take time to build trusting relationships with those community groups and individuals. And we also have to acknowledge that Drawdown participants bring our own perspectives and biases and opinions to the table, and that that can impact the spaces we create and whether or not um, we're really creating spaces where people of color want to participate. So that really matters in the context of forming the new nonprofit. We, we very much want to recruit a diverse board. And actually in our bylaws, we are required to recruit a diverse board. And that was really important to us. And it will be hard, right? Because we're again, asking those communities to participate in our effort, right? So we are still working on building building relationships and identifying individuals that can serve on our board and um, providing the resources they need to do that. I also wanted to mention that we're in the process of changing our name. So Drawdown Marin, uh, we borrowed our name from Project Drawdown and we need to change it. <laughs> so we are uh, in the process of hiring a consultant to help us do that. So we're going to rename ourselves and we'll, we'll also work on some branding and messaging and some materials. Um, I'm actually excited about this. I, I know it can be a heavy lift, but um, the reality is, is that not as many people uh, as could know what Drawdown is. So we'll ask the community for input, we'll give some options, and we'll figure out a new name that really um, aligns with our, our vision and our mission. I wanted to tell you some key dates that are coming up in the context of what we're working on and the new nonprofit. And then I would love to entertain questions and have a conversation with y'all. So our public workshop on September 14th from 5.30 until 6.30 PM, we are going to tell the public pretty much what I've just told you and allow some, some time and space for them to ask questions and really understand more deeply how they can get engaged, whether that be as a board member or in some of our other groups. Right now on our website, if you wanted, you could review the selection criteria that we'll use to choose board members. That's been posted on our website now for several months. We really want the public and to, to review it and to give us feedback and tell us if we're prioritizing the right things. So that will be open for public comment until September 30th. Our application period for new board members will open on October 1st and close on November 5th. And I really hope we can have new board members selected by the end of the year, perhaps in January. Uh, we actually filed our articles of incorporation this week with the state, which is a really big first step. And I'm very excited about that. The next step, of course, will be to get our taxes status from the IRS. That can take three to six months. And so as soon as that's complete, we'll be able to host our first board meeting, likely in February or March of next year. All of the information I talked about tonight is on our website. I encourage you to visit it. And we also regularly post on social media, yes, about all of this content, but um, we also post and share information from Marin organizations and also news articles and all sorts of things. So I encourage you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. That's it. Happy to answer questions. Great. I just wanted to jump in and thank you, Alex, for all of your hard work with Marin Drawdown. I've known Alex for a couple of years now being involved with it here and there. And we're just grateful of all of this uh, effort to get the emissions down in our county. And um, it's been, for me, it's been very um, um, 
noteworthy, if you will, that we have a countywide initiative that we can plug into. And that's one of, one of the follow-up comments or questions is, um, I assume that for Sausalito here, anything that we are doing for climate and emissions and all that, that, that we want to leverage the county initiatives around, we, want, we, we should be plugged into the, the non, new nonprofit. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, I would love for any or all of you to apply for a board member position if you'd like to be engaged in an official way. And if not, then one of the main focuses of the new nonprofit is really to increase coordination and collaboration amongst the jurisdictions. And so if you're working on a project or you have a priority, it's likely that another city or town does as well. And so Drawdown would love nothing more than to connect you and to make sure that you're leveraging resources and even help you identify additional funding, perhaps, or, um, you know, kind of connect the dots between the efforts. Great. Thank you. Any other questions or comments from the commission? I have a question. Uh, Greg has been reporting for the last few months on his efforts with uh, the sustainability commissioners around the county. Is this the same effort that, that you've been reporting on, Greg? Yeah, this is where this is all being collected to, is this new nonprofit. That's right, exactly. Okay. And uh, additionally, uh, you know, there's a lot of nexus between uh, energy and emissions and water and, you know, being that we're in a real water crisis right now. I wondered if any of the emphasis uh, of drawdown has to do with uh, water efficiency, water conservation. So obviously the solutions were developed pre-drought, although gosh, drought is always an issue that we have to consider. Um, I'll say that none of the solutions specifically address the drought. There is one that's focused on um, in, in pipe micro turbines that essentially pump water up during the day when we have access to solar and wind and then uh, allow it to come down, generate energy through this in-pipe turbines and then sell that power when we only have access to dirtier power sources like natural gas. So that's a solution. It's not one of the endorsed ones, but it's one that we're definitely considering. Um, I think the beauty of drawdown is that we don't have to do everything, right? So it's about promoting what the water agencies are, are offering to its customers and sharing with them ways to conserve water and, um, you know, different opportunities to think about how they, how they uh, use water. Um, and I think we're always on the lookout for different funding sources that our water agencies could take advantage of, and also obviously what the county can do to reduce its own water use. But that's, that's really the extent, I think, of our focus on drought right now. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mark, just so you know, at the next city council meeting on August 30th, we have requested a report from MMWD on the drought and on measures being taken by MMWD to address it. And myself and Vice Mayor Kelman had a meeting with the city manager last week to just talk specifically about drought mitigation measures and what we might be doing. So if we add that to the next agenda, I'm happy to talk about how we can loop in the sustainability commission to take steps on that specifically. Well, that's great. I was gonna uh, suggest adding that to the next agenda as well. Thank you. And Mark, um, I don't know if you saw this, but MMWD also sent out a newsletter with a bunch of programs that they are promoting or providing rebates for, at least for residential folks to be able to, for example, um, reuse gray water, 
uh, install devices that help you detect leaks, etc. So, so there are some resources out there. And then I also just wanted to call out, um, I believe on our website on and at the uh, the Sausalito Sustainability Commission website, we have a bunch of links that link back to the resources on Project Drawdown because there's there's an abundance of information there also around EV rebates and solar, et cetera. So um, we've already kind of combined and, and pulled from, from you all. Uh, so thank you very much for providing all of that, Alex. Sure. Are there any other questions, comments? I'll just okay. say too, Hopefully real quickly, fine. that every Tuesday I host office hours from 10.30 until 11.30 and anybody is welcome to join. And I'm excited, although small numbers, people I've never met before, which is so great. So please share that widely. If people want to attend, they just need to email me and I can send them the Zoom information. Okay, well, thank you so much for the opportunity and hope you have a great rest of your meeting. Thank, thank you, you so Alex. much for your time. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's move on to housekeeping and committee updates. The next section is all about housekeeping committee updates and let's start with 4A. Uh, we added a new uh, item. I have a question. Uh, there was an, another item on the agenda. Are we skipping that? Uh, it was canceled, MCE canceled, sorry. Thank you. I yeah. I can jump in on that. So MCE is working on a proposal for um, the Bayside MLK Academy for solar storage and EV chargers. So a resilience center for the community. That's been uh, the location at the top of our list for some time now. And, and we've been in conversation with MCE about it. They've finally come back and said, they've got a proposal worked out. They were going to present that today and then they said, wait, we're not quite ready. We need a little more time. So it's going to likely be our next meeting in September when that happens. Oh, and actually, Elena, do we need to open up for public comment here? Yes, it, um, yes if there are any public questions about the presentation uh, this evening, then now is the time to ask them if anyone would like to raise their hand and offer a public comment. I see no raised hands. Okay, then now we'll move on to housekeeping committee updates. Let's start with 4A committee action tracker. Greg, would you like to go ahead? Ah, yes. Um, so uh, this is pretty simple. Essentially what we've done is taking, taking a, um, the collection of priorities from the commission that is now in the general plan, uh, the sustainability element and other places in the plan. And we've just put that into a single document to track them uh, so that we can go through them, um, you know, during our meetings, have each of the committees um, take their priorities and talk about them. And then we can update with status and make sure that the status and the priorities are then covered um, during the city council meetings as needed. Uh, so let me, uh, if I need to, hold on. <laughs> I was gonna pull that up. If I can And it's linked the agenda too. So if anyone wants to just click on it and scroll. Oh, through. it's okay. So it's, I gotcha, perfect. So if you, you click on that in the agenda, you'll see what 
it is it's a simple you know table with the 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 um you know the commission's priorities listed in in categories in the different categories very straightforward very simple but some it's just a way for us to continue to um make sure we're going through the priorities and tracking them and doing what we need to to present them is you know items to be executed on by the city council and the city so we've got the categories of transportation highest emissions energy is our next with natural gas is the biggest part of that um, and, and just for context this is based on the document that um uh the consultants that worked on the general plan helped collect so it's taking everything that we proposed in the climate action plan as well as the low emissions action plan and mapping it to what made it into the general plan because not every item made it but most of them did right Craig so yep. there are yep. still some items that are not on this list because they are on the they didn't make it to the general plan but they're still very much valid and, and, and noteworthy but just for context this is the document that um, what were they called M something M group M group yeah Easy enough <laughs> M group they provided that overview and mapped uh, all of our actions to the general plan so it, it took that document and made it into a much more um, comprehensive and easy to follow document for us all to track actions and the idea is that again that we would go through these um, subcommittee or these different categories of, of items and let each committee go through their priorities and their status um, and use this document to, to provide the updates. And there is, you know, Mark, to your question, because the sustainability element in the general plan has more categories than we're currently dealing with, there is a water section now. <laughs> there's waste, there's water, there's sea level rise, and then of course um, there is, uh, I'm going through it now. There is uh, energy and transportation as well, of course. And maybe also important to call out: this doesn't. This document doesn't mean that the Sustainability Commission is responsible for implementation of all of these measures. It's the city, right, that should be implementing these, and we can advise on the different elements um, as we have the expertise to do so. Right. A question right. on just the logistics and the process behind what happens. You know, this was developed a couple years ago. We all know that this space moves quickly. And even just looking at the waste piece, right? We know that 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 game has changed already, right? That's all about 1383 supersedes pretty much every category there because we're we're having to implement these, these, you know, these regulations and, and we will likely accomplish everything that's listed in there because of that. But that's really now, if we were doing the general plan today, what would be the focus? So is there an iteration process or do we just, is it just, I guess this question, Melissa, is it, is it more that we track the evolution within that general plan? So that it may be that these, the original list of items appears very old, you know, in a couple of years, but we've been, we were putting something in that shows 
that evolution. Is that how the measurement goes? So I don't think that anyone has ever actually tracked the progress of the 1995 general plan and whether or not we did the things that we said we would do within the 1995 general plan. So I feel that this document is just way ahead of the curve in terms of what our city has been doing. I, I think it's open to interpretation how we wanna track progress on some of these measures. I love the idea of keeping track and accountability. It is not the responsibility of the Sustainability Commission to take action on these measures, but as the body that's responsible for our climate action plan, you are the leader in determining what happens and helping bring things before the agenda setting committee to make sure that they're heard. Uh, Greg and Ting, although Ting, I know you're gonna be on maternity leave, so whomever becomes chair, and myself and Elena and this new city manager will be meeting to talk hopefully about this and other, you know, understanding our priorities and how we get them in front of the, the council. Um, I think uh, this is a really good starting point, but I, but for as far as I understand, and I'm new on the job, we didn't have a tracking tool for the progress on the general plan in 1995 either, which is actually very sad when you say it out loud. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Just plan for the sake of having plans, right? <laughs> Elena, yeah. am I missing something on the staff side? Do you guys track the general plan progress? I'm sure there is, but I have not been involved in that very closely. We, we did put something in the budget specifically for implementation of the general plan. And I know we all know and appreciate Adam Kravatsky, who has joined many of our meetings to provide comment and put a lot of emphasis himself on making sure that now that we have this plan, it's actually implemented. So it is in the budget. So I think this will just help advance the strategy in terms of how we decide to move forward with tracking. And because I mean, I'm what what drew my attention was the the waste diversion metrics and just having a conversation with the county last month about you know agreeing. Yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of the old thing that you did. Right now, it's about it's just. I would hate to get us into a fixated, you know, get me metrics, get me metrics when we can do so much more and be more iterative and have this sort of agile project approach. And, and we'll see how we work with that. But Lauren, I would say the, um, this doesn't mean that these exact things have to happen. If there's a law that supersedes all of those things and goes yeah. even beyond what's there, that doesn't mean we have to be stuck in old ways. And this is actually something we communicated as we updated the general plan and said, we don't have all the solutions today. We don't even know all the problems today. So there needs to be room over the next 20 years to figure out how we're going to, first of all, identify the problems and solve them. So I think this is not like you have to do exactly this. This is, okay, these are the things we want to achieve. And if we can go beyond it, even better. Yeah, and, and let me just add, when I was putting together this document, my intent was, was thinking exactly what Ting was saying, which is each committee owns their section, they own their priorities, and it's going to adapt and evolve. So it is an agile-like document that we're going to iterate going forward. Good, good. That sounds great. Okay, are there any other questions, comments? If not, let's open it up to the public. If there are any members of the public who would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application. I see no raised hands at this time. Thank you, Elena. Then let's move on to 4B, Waste Committee updates. Lauren and Jeremy, I believe, would you like to share? An update, or if not, that's yeah. fine too. I have a, I have an update. Um, there has been a lot going on with this subcommittee in the last couple months. 
and there's there's definitely some exciting updates to share. Um, the most important one is that I can say that our grant uh, was submitted and as of today is officially approved. Um, and of note was, you know, when I spoke to the county, they, they made a point to say how impressed they were with our report, uh, which is all credit due to a team of consultants that are out there executing uh, the single use plastic bin, which formed the majority of this past year's grant. Uh, and our application really introduced a shift to move into this very big picture project with Greg and Kim in this perfect example of private-public partnership in dealing with SB 1383 and, and the responsibility of implementing it. And so we are uh, gonna be working once again with Envirolutions. Uh, those of you who've been around a while may recall that they worked with the city before through the commission on waste audits and they are back on recommendation of our current consulting team and we're having this lovely long-term transition as we draw down, no pun intended, our, um, our single-use plastic ban uh, project to go into a steady stream of, of execution. And, and as we move into this next phase, um, the, the plan is that once the grant was approved, again, a couple hours ago, we would then move to preparing for a kickoff call with that group and, and getting started. And this is gonna be a pretty, pretty intense multi-year process that Greg and Kim are all too familiar with. Um, and, you know, there's, there's no updates right now, except the work is gonna be, uh, there's gonna be a lot of work for, for, for the city. And I think the biggest thing on, on my mind, when we look at both the single-use plastic ban and the deliverables that we have there, including, by the way, uh, an, an event checklist that we've turned over to the Parks and Rec Department, um, all of our um, city business uh, compliance and people who are doing a good job and people who need maybe a letter from the city manager or something to say, you need to call us back or you need to do this. We are at the point with that project and we will be at the point with SB 1383 where we need to understand the city ownership of, of who's actually implementing responsible and owning the implementation of, of these things. So whereas some of the things that the commission advises on are great ideas we wanna see bring to life and we, we bring them, we, we hold them and then we recommend them and we pitch them to council. This is coming down, like this is, one is an ordinance that we already passed and one is coming down from the state. And so we, we've done some work to help kick it off and now we don't really know who the owner is. So I know that that's you know, gonna be covered in some future conversations, but I would just emphasize here that I have real case, like I need to put in emails. If you have questions about greening your event, here's who you call. Or if you have questions about your single use plastic product, here's who you call. And who's that person at the city that is actually going to own these is a, is a big question um, that I have. Um, yeah, and, and I think that covers it for her waste update. And I'm looking forward to working more closely with Tag and Kim. Um, and, and I guess I'm going to be once alone, Jeremy. <laughs> 
So I'm, I'm going to have to come after uh, someone for some help. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to have to step down. I'd leave you alone again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Any questions about, about the waste submitted? Oh, one thing we're doing is is uh, trying to give some recognition to the to the businesses that have complied with the single plastic ban already. Are doing a really good job with the upon request only, uh, and we're going to work on a some sort of badge or sticker or whatever it is. Hopefully, they can put in their website or, or perhaps even put uh, or in their doorway and perhaps even on their website. And I like the idea that having a QR code on there that they can, that residents can check out and go to our commission page uh, at Bay City's Refuse and read the article that we have about what we're doing and just foster that more of that education. So we'll uh, we'll be working on that as we draw down that that project. Thank you so much, Lauren. There aren't any questions or comments. Um, hey, King, I, I don't know if I needed to update anything on our end, but you know we're still working with city staff to finalize. You know the you know the the carts and the the rate increase that we've been working on probably for the last year and a half, and so it's getting to the end here. I mean everything that the commission had asked for with um, when um, Kathy was involved is you know you, I think she had some concerns about uniforms. That's just built into our normal service. Um, public outreach component is built in but we're we we worked on that so all that all all the commission side of it that we've we've done and then it's going to mean carts you know for the city and compliance with sb 1383 and um kind of looking forward to you know depending on what happens to getting started on it and getting rolling and hopefully you know by the end of the year we'll have a, a that program in place in compliance with the state mandates that's what i have and one other thing, I, I forgot this huge exciting news that right after we submitted the grant proposal and we were looking forward to that amount coming in, we got a note from the county and there's a whole other big chunk of money that is come, that is gonna be available through something called a compliance reimbursement fund. And that's a program that can help, it's, it's essentially could expand the scope of what we're doing with, with our current plan and just unlock so much more uh, in getting us to the implementation. So that was really exciting news. Um, it's just paid out a little bit differently. It's kind of like turning over, turning over bills and, and is a reimbursement rather than getting a, a check up front. On that note, is there anyone that you can liaison with on city staff side to work on some of this implementation and deal with the rebates and whatnot? Right now it's it's Elena, but Elena's Elena's got a a big job, and you know I'm sure uh, I don't know if what I said resonated with you, Elena, and just you know needing that ownership there at the city. I'm sure we can't assume that you're just going to take on all of this stuff. And we I do want to say that the planning department is bringing on another senior planner and another assistant planner, so it's possible that I will have more bandwidth um, in the future. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And if we could get a sustainability manager on city staff too, that would be ideal. Planting the seed, Melissa. Um, okay. <laughs> uh huh. Now we're talking about perfect worlds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Any other questions or comments? If not, let's move on to public comment. If any uh, members of the public would like to make public comment, uh, please use, raise your hand in the Zoom application. And I see no raised hands at this time. Thank you, Alina. Let's move on to 4C City Council liaison report. Melissa, would you like to share? Yeah, hi everybody. I, I sort of just I shared it during the uh, drawdown presentation, but the vice mayor and I met with the city manager to talk specifically about the drought. And at the August 30th meeting, there will be a report out from MMWD about that. And I think we should absolutely add conversation about drought mitigation, action tactics and measures to the upcoming agenda because it's really critical. And the hard truth is that people don't really seem to be changing their habits at all. Um, at least that's what the numbers indicate. So we're going to have to, I imagine that the district will impose new requirements. And so that will mean that we need to do some things differently in our, in our community. Um, uh, a couple of other things of note, since we do have a social justice subcommittee and we have talked about um, housing as it relates to sustainability, we appointed our housing element committee with five members and an alternate and the housing element should start meeting soon. And I would like to push for a climate change or climate mitigation and sustainability subcommittee of the housing element and perhaps have a representative from the sustainability commission that can consider the climate impacts of potential sites um, and, and think about whether or not that they make sense according to what we have, you know, according to the new IPCC report, which basically says we no site or we're all in trouble, which we've known for a long time. So I hope this time people will listen to it. Uh, and um, I, I think that's I think that's about it at this point, except to say that we have a meeting scheduled with the city manager and the chairs as well. So um, hopefully we'll be able to move through the priority document that we have coming up. And that's it for now. Thank you so much, Melissa. Any comments, questions? And let's move on to public comments. Any members of the public would like to make a comment at this time, please raise your hand in the Zoom application. I see no raised hands at this time. Thank you. Then let's move on to 4D, Public Outreach Committee updates. Lauren, did you have an update to share? Um, not really. Uh, really, it's been all waste all day, but uh, our first article in Sausalito Beautiful did come out. Uh, so they uh, were grateful to them for partnering with us as a channel, and that will continue. Um, and uh, Torrance is on vacation, so yeah, not, not much. Um, there was there was the whole event starting up again thing, and I guess maybe they still are, but it's a little bit of the red light, green light with events and and COVID still. So I've I've been sitting back on coming up with ideas there, but yeah, nothing new. Thank you, Lauren. Any questions, comments? <clears throat> then let's move on to public comment. If any members of the public wish to make comment at this time, please raise your hand in Zoom application. And I see no raised hand. All right, let's move on to 4F energy. Wait, is that the right one? No, I skipped one, 4E. Here we go. Marin County Liaison Subcommittee update. Um, would anyone like to share an update since we just heard from Project Drawdown? Yeah, that was the, the update was having Alex come and talk to us about the, the Project Drawdown and the Marin County nonprofit being set up to, 
to help with all of this. So that's it. Okay, thanks for confirming. Then we don't need to open for public comment, do we, since we Okay, now let's move on. Yes. Was there a 4E? Did we skip that? That was just 4E. Now we're oh. moving to 4F, at least according to my script. Now we're moving to the energy subcommittee update. Did we skip social, social racial justice? Um, I have this on 4H, but I have the script in front of me. Oh. Did it get yeah, my stumbled? minutes look different as well. Yeah, mine, 4E is racial justice on my agenda. Mm, okay. It may have been uh, miscopied. So they're all there. They might be slightly out of order on the script. Okay, well, we'll get to all of them. So hopefully we will be forgiven for jumbling them. Um, we can stick with what's here on the public agenda, social and racial justice. Do um, David or Lauren, do you have an update on that? I don't have an update. I think where we left off, David, was with our, um, our purpose statement and yeah. we need to circle back on that and see what we want to suggest yeah. and what we might want to, yeah. So maybe we can reconnect. The last meeting we, we described sort of a, a refocus around what the sort of objectives and the directives are and submitted those as, as sort of a, a plan. And I think, um, I guess we'll, we'll reserve comment until we, we identify that completely and then have a go forward. Yeah. I think the general concept was that we see it more that our responsibility, David and I, as, a, as being the lens uh, that speaks up when we're talking through ideas, um, just like we're sustainability people always saying, you know, hey, what about the sustainability lens to the planning department on their project X, that David and I can say, hey, what about that lens, uh, the social and racial justice lens when it comes to whatever ideas we start. I think we were seeing in, in a, through outreach that is where we can start to foster relationships and figure out if, if there's ways to um, bring that community more in the fold. Um, but, but I think we want to organically build relationships um, and, and find people who are That was our last thread of conversation. Any questions, comments from other commissioners? Then let's move to public comments. If any members of the public would like to make a comment, please raise your hand at this time in the Zoom application. I see no raised hands at this time. Thank you, Elena. Okay, we had the Marin County Liaison Subcommittee update, 4F, so let's move on to 4G, the Energy Subcommittee update. Mark, would you like to give a quick update? Yes, thank you. I would like to give an update on the electrification ordinance. And if I could, I'll share my screen. You should be able to share your screen. Can everybody see my screen? Yes. And just to clarify real quick, we also have a business item electrification ordinance. And so just wanted to make sure um, we're cap not captured, like. Yes, I, I don't think we have an action item tonight. This is just an update. 
Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, so we do have some proposed changes and I'd like to uh, go over those in a minute. But first of all, I wanted to let everybody know that the California Energy Commission did adopt the uh, first code in the nation to set heat pump technology as a baseline and require uh, electric readiness to reduce retrofit barriers, uh, recognize the health dangers of gas appliances by requiring higher ventilation re requirements for gas stoves. So I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but uh, it's very uh, uh, great that the California Energy uh, Commission did this. Next, it goes to the uh, Building Standards Commission. And if it's approved, as I mentioned earlier, it will be going into effect January 1st, 2023. Uh, I wanted to also let you know that Fairfax at their August 4th town council meeting just passed on first reading an all electric ordinance for new construction. And I wanted to go over some of their uh, issues with, with you. Um, I'm not gonna read this whole thing because you can read it faster than I can, but it does apply to new residential and commercial buildings. It does exempt commercial kitchens, which we decided uh, we, we would not do. Uh, the, it does not apply to rehabs and remodels, and I'm going to talk about that because we've made a change in our ordinance based on feedback from our building officials, um, and it would take place uh, next July. Uh, let you take a look at that. Pretty much the same type of language that we're using. Um, they did exclude uh, certain development projects such as affordable housing, and I'm definitely opposed to that measure, and I've talked with uh, Laura Fay of, uh, of Fairfax uh, Climate Action Committee this afternoon, and she promised to get back to me and let me know the more particulars on that. Uh, since we have limited ability for new construction and single family housing in Sausalito, I think that uh, a big emphasis should be on any uh, new, either market rate or, or affordable multifamily housing. Um, so they're going to have their second reading uh, at September 1st. So it looks like Fairfax may be uh, the first city in Marin County to adopt uh, such, a, such an ordinance. Uh, to bring you up to date on what we've done here in Sausalito, the Energy Committee on July 15th met with uh, Kenneth Henry, our building inspector, Thomas Ahrens, our building official, uh, Larissa, who you all know, and uh, Lily Whalen, the community development director. Uh, what we more or less agreed on, I'll, I'll put it that way, well, we would include new and replacement residential buildings, including ADUs, uh, access, uh, accessory dwelling units. Uh, I left in here include new and replacement commercial buildings. Uh, the building officials were not totally sold on this and they had questions about how it would be implemented, but I do think it's very important that we leave this in at least for now so that uh, the decision makers who actually implement and, and finalize this ordinance will have a chance to weigh in on this. Uh, we've eliminated the electrification requirements for substantial remodels at the 50% threshold at the behest of our building officials. They thought that that would be problematic and I, I pretty much Yes. Can, yeah. Can I just chime in there? Um, I, I would say this is what the building officials would like to see happen. Right. But I think that's up for discussion if we really want to eliminate that or not, because I would argue 
in Sausalito where we can't build a bunch of new buildings. We need to rely on substantial remodels. And I think this is really where city council has to step in and provide the vision of, okay, do we want to lead or do we not want to lead in sustainability? And thus far they've been wanting to lead. So that might just require a top-down approach that city council tell staff like, hey, this is the way we're going um, and, and help sell that story. So I, I, I wanna just clarify, I don't think that means just because uh, the building officials felt we should eliminate it, that we should actually eliminate it. I, I, I totally agree with you, Ting. And uh, if, you, if you look at the next couple of bullet points, it does uh, uh, indicate some willingness to deal with existing, I mean, with, with conversions in existing buildings. So that as a suggestion from, whoops, as a suggestion from our building officials, they suggested that we require conversion of any gas burning appliance when the por that portion of the home is being remodeled. So if it is, you know, it may be only a 30% threshold uh, re remodel. Maybe they're just doing the laundry room and, and uh, the furnace. And in that case, the, 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 those devices would have to be replaced with all electric. In addition, the last bullet point uh, would be to require any replacement uh, when, when uh, whoops, sorry. Uh, so if you're replacing a furnace or water heater, then it would have to be converted to an electric appliance. So not just a remodeled situation. Uh, they are also suggesting that stoves and cooktops and dryers don't require a permit, so it would be difficult to enforce. Uh, so I, I, I feel that this is a fairly reasonable substitution for the 50% threshold, but if we do wanna take a stronger approach, uh, I would certainly support going back to the 50% threshold, and we can certainly uh, have discussions on that point. Uh, in addition, our building officials suggested a couple of points that I would call more like incentives, saying that in, in, the city has a requirement to provide underground electrical service uh, if you're upgrading the electrical panel or the electrical service to this uh, to the uh, to the home or, or business, and they're suggesting that if that's uh, service upgrade would be triggered by conversion, then they would allow an exception to the underground feed for the new service. And in addition, if the undergrounding requirement is triggered by some other action and the property owner opts to electrify the entire home, an exception to the undergrounding requirement would be granted, uh, could, could be granted. So I, I, I thought that, that it was pretty good spirit that the uh, the, our building officials had, it was a little bit more positive than I expected. Uh, so uh, uh, before I go on, are there any questions about what I've covered so far? Is this over and above the, what is already listed as exceptions here? And these, we already have some incentives for the undergrounding issue. In addition uh, to that? I'm not familiar with other exceptions to the undergrounding. Um, for instance, if you 
um, are going to be putting in an electric vehicle charger in your garage and you need to upgrade and that used to require undergrounding, that can be an exception. Uh, you can avoid it because you're putting in a charger, something like that. And then there's another caveat. Right. I think in that case that you mentioned, it would require a service panel upgrade. So that's kind of what they're talking about. If if the undergrounded undergrounding requirement is triggered by some other action or by conversion to electrical appliances, such as uh, battery storage for, for vehicle charging. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm just not following. In other words, I think we already have something in place that allows us to be able moving to, to get upgrades. And Lauren, your, your, Lauren, your audio is cutting in and out. It's hard to hear you oh. sometimes. Don't worry about it. We it's it's not important. We can figure it out later. Okay. Uh, next steps. Uh, an issue that came up since we met with our building officials uh, was the uh, issue of backup electric generators, and they're typically powered by either gasoline or natural gas. And we would like to include those as well. And the alternative, of course, would be backup battery storage. Um, Next step would be to incorporate these items into the draft ordinance. The, the items that we agree on as a commission, uh, seek support from Marin Builders Association and submit to city council for uh, consideration. There may be some steps in between, but this is kind of the roadmap I see going forward. Um, any questions or discussion? You have, you said the, the building coalition or, or do you have the Chamber of Commerce on, on the list of stakeholder engagement? Uh, well, it certainly should be. Um, I, I was advised by our associates at Marin County that, uh, you know, contacting the Builders Association especially would be uh, important. And I, I want to follow up with Fairfax and see if they've done the same, but Certainly, the uh, uh, the chamber would be an important uh, part of that. Any discussion on that fifty percent threshold, or whether we should back off of that? If I can add some context first before um, we kick off that discussion, I would suggest just aiming the bar higher because it will be chiseled away at later anyway, and to have a buffer, if you will, for those kind of discussions that will come up with other stakeholders. Um, I think we as a sustainability commission, our objective is to fight climate change, to provide a just and sustainable future. And so we need to set the bar high. And I think it's, of course, the role of, you know, building managers, et cetera, to provide their perspective, but I don't think we need to be providing their perspective. I mean, of course we're incorporating it, you know, we've thought about it, we've, we've gotten their input and that's very valuable. Um, but I do think we need to take a stand and say, okay, from a sustainability perspective, this is what needs to happen because climate change and IPCC report. So um, that's just my two cents. I would agree with you, Ting. I, I, that a 50% uh, significant remodel provision, in my mind, was 
uh, essentially a buffer to begin with. And uh, the, given the ability to, to chisel away at it, I, I wasn't totally confident we'd be able to uh, keep it in there. And if, if you want to continue to keep it in there and let uh, the real decision makers uh, wrestle with that, I'm, I'm totally good with that. Any other comments, questions, perspectives? Two cents, no takers. Then let's move on to public comment. If there are any members of the public who would like to make a comment at this time, please raise your hand in the Zoom application. I see no raised hands at this time. Thank you, Elena. Then let's move on to 4-H, the Transportation Committee. Would anyone on the Transportation Committee like to give an update? Um, I guess Andrew is missing today. Uh, so Dave and Andrew and I are, are working on the plan for uh, us getting the you know, public EV chargers going, but we don't have an update today unless, Dave, you have something. I don't know if you do. I don't have anything other than what we've communicated in the past. And I think we're still calibrating around what's going on with the brand group and sort of what the overall perspective is with the various properties and how that fits into um, sort of the, the development opportunities that we have in front of us with the city. Um, and then um, as mentioned also previously, there is an EV readiness plan for the county that's being developed. Um, we are going to be involved with that as that moves forward so that we are part of it. And so whatever public EV charging plan we come up with, it'll be integrated with that. Um, and then one other item is, um, and Elena may want to chime in on this, is the Transportation Authority of Marin is putting uh, some budget together to do an EV promotional marketing outreach campaign. And so the city of Sausalito has raised their hand to say, yeah, we'd like to be a part of that. So that's going to happen. We don't have a lot of details yet. I don't know, Elaine, if you want to chime in on it or. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I was part of a, it was a very impromptu meeting today. Um, amongst the organizers with Derek McGill, who is uh, with Tam and is, is organizing uh, this effort. Um, it's gonna be about $4,500 per jurisdiction. So not a lot of money. Um, uh, and they will at some point be issuing a more concise RFP um, to see what they would like to see in proposals. Uh, but right now, all, all, they, all they want from us is um, a statement of intent, which I've given that we would like to participate and uh, use that money for some kind of outreach uh, campaign. Um, and how that happens is uh, yet to be determined and what they will fund, what they will allow that $4,500 to fund is uh, also yet to be determined. Um, and, and that, that's, that's the, the state of things with the meeting. I did hear um, some willingness from other, other jurisdictions to maybe, because $4,500 is not a lot of money, uh, to maybe join forces like um, with Tiburon, Belvedere, and or um, 
and uh, Mill Valley, the kind of the idea was maybe we could all pool that money to put on an event that would cover all of like South Marin uh, or something like that. I think there's some creative ideas out there about how to best use that money. And Tam was very interested in seeing it used to its highest purpose to get um, to as many uh, people as they could uh, focusing on uh, things like uh, multifamily and low income access to, to EV. So that, that that's my only update. And as I said, there's right now there isn't a very solid RFP for for this money. So so they're more interested in and in seeing which jurisdictions uh, would like to use it, um, and and seeing it used well. Because if if they give all the jurisdictions this money, then they have to not give it elsewhere. So that that was kind of the uh, the the gist of the meeting. And again, not not super organized as yet. What it was, has anyone um, talked about, and, and it could be an idea here, but if you're familiar with National Drive Electric Week, you're familiar with that? Um, that yeah, is the last week of September, first week of October. Um, that, I mean, it's just sort of, if you go to the website, you can put, plug in, you know, events near you type thing. And um there theoretically could be something that we just put on. I don't know. I don't know much about it at all. You know, come drive your car, come learn. I think they do test drives, the whole deal. Um, but that's coming up pretty quick. But if there's, what I was going to suggest is, do we want, does the transportation subcommittee want to reach out uh, and think about how we want to maybe promote that even on a small scale in terms of a communication and currents, an update in that week's currents. It's National Electric Drive Electric Week, and here's what we're doing with the facing electrification of, of an EV charging. I just think it's a good week to be communicating at the, at the very least. Um, an event might be ambitious. Yeah, and they were they were also open to things like you know, a mailer campaign or, you know, not necessarily a physical in-person event, but like, you know, a, an outreach campaign of some kind that could, you know, happen in a lot of different ways. Doesn't necessarily require staffing because they said they probably wouldn't be, you know, compensating for staff time, so. Yeah, we'll take a look at that um, September event. I'll, I'll look online and just understand it. I haven't checked it out yet to see what might make sense. And then we'll, we'll talk about it as the subcommittee. It uh, looks like it's driveelectricweek.org. Okay. Let me write that down. <laughs> and Lauren, you said Currents is on vacation. Um, but I was wondering if it's September because uh, Drawdown Marin has a few resources for folks to move to EV vehicles. So maybe that's worth like another shout out because we also link it on the website, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and Currents is back in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's another great thing. Really just a, a spotlight on, on that aspect of our commission's work and all the, the, um, we've got the electric vehicle one that would firmly place us with that, but we also have talked about more broadly on the current plan, 
how we can feed in and we can do a combination of updates, but really it's about integrating what, what Abbott would like to do is exactly that, is find an event that's happening, find an occasion that's happening, and then integrate in an update. So it's not just bullet points about projects, but it's, hey, there's, it's the chili cook-off, and here's the report on the chili cook-off. And by the way, did you notice that there was no plastic there? And, and it's, it's how do we integrate sustainability into everything we do? Uh, or take advantage of events that are happening already that we can plug into and highlight our work. Um, yeah, and, and Greg and Kim, uh, I don't know if, if, if you're, you're working on chili kickoff, by the way, and waste and, or Elena, if you have, I know that we've got this event checklist going on and that's really the first big test uh, if, it, if it adheres to it, but. Um, if you're asking if we're working, helping out with the chili cook-off stuff, yeah, we've already we've been, we've were contacted by Julie that's in working on the the spoons to make sure that they're uh, the tasting spoons are uh, you know compostable, and I think we're actually going to supply them. So we have so so she's been asking questions about that, and Kim just went over you know from our end what what you know what we would look at. Great. So the cups, the spoons, everything will go in a compost essentially. That's the, that's the plan, yes. Yeah, and yeah, okay. The cups would need to be like paper or something like that. Just one second. Did Julie ask you about the compostable cups yet or no? Uh, no. Okay, we'll, we'll follow up with Julie on that, cups. Any other questions, comments on the transportation update? Let's move on to public comments. Uh, we have no members of the public present at this time. Oh, okay. That makes it easier to skip to the next item. Uh, we have now our business items and 5A is our electrification ordinance. Was there anything else that you wanted to discuss under this agenda item or vote on? Mark, was there anything you had in mind? Uh, nothing in addition to what I've already presented. Um, I'm happy to take feedback um, as a, as a, from the commission uh, together or individually. If you want to contact me, I'm happy to uh, further the conversation. Thank you. Then we can move on to 5 B, which is uh, to review our revised mission statement and role. And just to recap, we worked on this to emphasize the role of the Sustainability Commission as a consultant and advisor, and not as an implementation body, since we're all volunteers, we have no decision-making power, we have no budget. It's best if the implementation power sits with the city and we just wanted to make very clear um, what our role is and how we can support. And that doesn't mean that we can't still support on implementation if we have the know-how and the resources to do so, but we didn't feel like it should be ingrained in our mission statement as our uh, role. So with that, um, it is linked here in the agenda. And Greg, was there anything you wanted to add to that? Just, um, you know, we went through this um, 
at the last meeting and got a lot of great feedback. So this version, which was also emailed to everyone by Elena, it incorporated all that really good discussion and feedback from our last meeting. So this is a, a big update, a big revision of the mission and role. And, and we're hoping that it's, it's basically ready to go or close to it anyway. So in case you haven't had a chance to read it yet, maybe we just take two minutes to read through it and then we can discuss. Is it in the agenda? It's attached to the agenda, right? Yes, it's hyperlinked. Great, great. Has everyone had a chance to review? I just shared my screen just in case. So we also have it in the recording if anyone wants to take a look. Yeah, one other comment while we're going through this is that we um, included all the links in this to the specific other areas like energy, transportation, waste, water, resilience. So now in the website where we, where we put this, which would be, uh, as mentioned, there's a note at the top that it would replace the content on the landing page of our website that's currently titled Role of the Sustainability Commission. So we're simply updating that to say mission and role. And with this, we can actually link to those uh, subcategory areas. And Elena, I believe you shared with us that this doesn't need to go to city council for approval, right? It doesn't because it is un, in the spirit and um, of uh, some of the enacting resolutions of the commission. So um, on the website under uh, board details and member roster, there are linked three resolutions. I can share my screen to show you where So uh, can you see my screen now? Yeah. So these are the three resolutions that um, uh, brought about the Sustainability Commission and, uh, and give it guidance and, and define the scope and, and quantity of commissioners. And then if you wanted to uh, modify those, um, that would have to be a proposed resolution to, um, to city council to approve. But as far as what is on um, the website here, um, the, you know, the, I think we're talking about here, the mission and role, this, this part of the website. Yeah. 
yeah, this this doesn't require a review by a city council as long as long as it is within the you know the scope of those resolutions, then then it you know it's fine. And that also means that we can continue to evolve it and revise it as needed as a, as a commission. So, absolutely. And we've been doing. I think uh, Lauren has been working on doing some of this by you know helping me to you know give guidance to how we restructure the website. Um, uh, to, yeah. to, to advertise we, better what, what the commission does. Yeah, and we, we got hung up on this particular piece because for, for a few months, we thought we had to run it through council. So that's why that piece hasn't been replaced, but the, the sub pages are, are there. But now with that final piece of the puzzle, which by the way, I think looks great. Um, yeah, we're good to go. And I, my one question is, do you want to duplicate purpose statement or IE mission? on both that front page and in the board details page where there's an existing purpose, do you want it repeated there? Or do you want to split it and just do role on the front page and purpose on the back? Um, would be the only thing we need to know if, if we approve the statement. I, I have a comment, please. Uh, you know, I, I kind of kicked this off a few months ago trying to update our, our uh, mission statement or statement of purpose. And uh, I think what you've come up with is a great improvement over uh, the recent iterations. Uh, I think we're, it's really, really very good. Um, my only caveat is that um, I really wanted to see a short one sentence mission statement, and then we could elaborate on that and under a role, but uh, I, I, it just seems like it's there's too much in that first paragraph to me. But you know, if everybody want, else thinks it's good and wants to go with it, I, I'll I'll go with the crowd. But I just needed to call that out. And, and that's a good point. And so the first sentence is the mission, and it's one sentence. The mission of the commission is to advise the city council on critical priorities that advance our community's sustainability, equity, and resilience. Period. The next section goes into priorities that which can come out, or we just make it a separate paragraph. I, I think a separate paragraph would be more clear that we okay. just have one succinct mission statement that kind of encapsulates the high-level idea, and then go on from there. I, I that's that's my suggestion. You also have a purpose statement, so you have a mission statement, you have a purpose statement, and then you have sort of a uh, I guess a a role. Um, so maybe three um, sort of defining characteristics around mission, purpose, and, and, and role or responsibility. I, I think there has been some a mix-up between mission statement and statement of purpose. I think they've been used, that those terms have been used interchangeably. So I, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to, David, in terms of a statement of purpose. Well, it says here the, a key purpose, right? So... I'm keen off of the key purpose. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So we might want to define that. And there's also an existing purpose statement, on, which is called description, but it says the purpose of, and that's that's under the board details page, which I think should be struck. I think that people aren't deep diving into that board details page unless they are looking for something and that we should flash them with what we want them to see on the Sustainability Commission homepage, full stop. And then if they want to deep dive for resources, they go in on those links. But 
I don't, I think it was a year before I even found that poor details page. I agree. And, and maybe we just streamline and not get hung up on, you know, what's, what's the purpose and what's the mission. I don't think anyone would know the difference necessarily between the two. And so maybe we just make this, you know, a simple cleanup of all the different lingos and um, lines and whatnot. But back to the original document proposed, um, do we need to vote on this? Or, or as, as the subcommittee proposing this, can we just go ahead and update that on the website? Elena, do you, do you happen to know? I think uh, you could go ahead and update this on the website. If you wanted to, you know, give it all, everyone is, is in agreement that this is what you want to do and this is the copy you want to use, um, then you can certainly vote on it. Um, otherwise, you know, I don't think we've used that formal process to update the website before. Okay. Then if there are no major red flags, could, 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 we, could we separate that, out that first statement as a mission statement and then call the rest of that uh, the purpose or... Yeah, I think we can get rid of the word purpose in that second sentence of the second. I'm, I'm working on it online right now, and I don't want it to be confused with the mission at all. So why don't I wordsmith that and I can get rid of the word purpose in it? Or, or, or what about you just say priorities? Yeah, exactly. Yep. We have current priorities include mitigating climate change, et cetera. And then um, we can say the commission engages the 9496 community. It really could be simplified. So that's actually good feedback. Okay. Yeah, how about the, the mission, the priorities, and the role? That sounds good. That's yeah, mission, priorities, and role. Okay, let's do it that way then. Good. And I, I want to direct you to, if you haven't already looked at resolution 4919, um, that is the one that um, uh, adopted the point of purpose, um, and I'll read it for you, to advise the city council on projects that meet the present needs of people without endangering the welfare of future generations and with the goal to support the ability of the environment to continue to function properly indefinitely by minimizing environmental degradation and to halt and where possible reverse the processes they lead to. So that is pretty much the, the umbrella statement that you want you, the, this um, to fall under. That is most of what the Sustainability Commission is doing right now. The rest of the points of purpose have to do with waste management. And I know that it's definitely a big point, but it's not you know, where you're putting all of your efforts. So that, that, is, that is from the city council, the resolution, the, the official purpose uh, you know, lingo. And that's the one that you know, everything should fall under that. Good, yeah. Very good. Yeah, I've just updated this online. So it's now the word purpose is no longer there. So, and added mission. So it's mission priorities and role. We have one sentence as the mission. We have the priorities as the next paragraph and then the role or the bullet points. So that's good. So who should this go to, to get on the website? Elena, is that something? Okay. Yep, yep, so Greg, I can do that. Send it to Elena. And you have this link, Elena. So the updates I just made, you, you'll have, right? Yeah, if you have any, um, you know, uh, final edits to make, just send that the final copy over to me with the the links uh, where you want them to be, and I'll I'll make sure they're all on the website. Okay, great. Perfect, getting things done. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next uh, big item on the agenda. 
It's 5C, we need to vote on the chair position. Um, just to recap, I'm pregnant and going out on maternity leave pretty soon. So this will be my last meeting. And uh, as the chair, there will no longer be a chair. So I would really love to propose um, Lauren to fill the position as Sustainability Commission Chair. She's been just tremendous uh, working on so many sustainability issues over what's it been three years, two and a half years. It's been two years. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but of course, if anyone else is interested, they can uh, throw their hat in the ring and, you know, we'll put it up for a vote. So first of all, Lauren, do you accept? Sure. Thank you, team. I'm honored that you would recommend me. Absolutely. What is there anyone else who would like to run for the position of sustainability chair? And I like to call it co-chair because it's really a joint effort. If not, then I would like to propose uh, Lauren be the next chair of the Sustainability Commission. I'll second that. Let's vote on it. All right, I will call the roll. Um, Commissioner Lewis. Aye. Commissioner Wiley. Hi, sure. Commissioner Palmer. Hi. Uh, Commissioner Cornelia is not present. Commissioner Cooper. Hi. Commissioner Thompson. Hi. And Chair Lee. Hi. All right, the eyes have it six. Thanks, everyone. It's official. Congratulations, Sorry, what was that, Melissa? How long will you be out? Uh, so right now, officially four months, but to be fully transparent with the group, um, we're also, I, if you don't know, we're expecting twins and our, our two bedroom apartment might not cut it for two, I don't know, I'm assuming rowdy boys because they're somersaulting in my stomach right now. <laughs> um, so right now we're also house hunting and it looks like uh, it unfortunately won't be Sausalito. So it, this could be permanent but it's not official yet. So I just wanted to put in the four months for now and then we'll go from there. Thank you for your service, Tink. <laughs> Big news to Phil. Thank you. Uh, but on that note, actually, uh, so we'll have two vacant seats. It'll be Jeremy's position will be vacant next month as well as mine. And Elena, I know you flagged to me that the mayor, I believe, said she only wants to conduct interviews for empty or vacant seats once a year. Is that correct? And is that still accurate? Because then we would be down two people and that might be quite an issue for a full year. Yeah, this may be a question for Melissa or, or yeah, liaison. I'm happy to chime in. We, we already had a series of interviews for all of the vacant positions in one meeting session just for efficiency. But if there was two missing seats, then she would they would probably, it's based on need. Like if it's one person, then they wouldn't conduct interviews. But if it's two vacant seats, I'll touch base with the mayor and see what the, what the process is. Okay, great. Thanks for clarifying. I was a bit worried about that. Yeah, we are also down an alternate. And right. I do believe there's a 949 
uh, 6-5 liaison that um, that the, the commission wants. So that could also be a fourth uh, position. And we don't have anyone in a queue, right? Who are just starting from ground zero on recruiting. Is that correct? I don't know what the status is of that. If there are more, um, you know, applications that have accumulated uh, since um, since the spring, uh, I can I can inquire with with the with the city clerk. I know we had. I can think of some interested people. For instance, we had sixty four applications or fifty eight applications for the housing element and five seats, and a lot of those people were really impressive with diverse skill sets and we had said we'd like to get them involved in other ways and I know a couple of them would be interested specifically in sustainability so I'll oh, circle back great. on that too. That would be awesome. Yeah we need we need more hands on deck for all these matters. Okay well congratulations Lauren and uh, have fun with, with the meetings. Um, we made it through almost all our, we have one more left, 5D, future agenda items. So drought, drought, put the drought on there. Drought. I, I'm obviously very excited about this. Very, very excited. <laughs> I meant that's like the wrong approach. I shouldn't be like, let's do it, the drought. It's just, yeah. I, yeah I'd I like would, to. I'd like to chime in on that just, just for a little bit more detail. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I talked with Laura Fay uh, in Fairfax, and she's also working on their uh, drought uh, mitigation work. Uh, and she, she told me something that, that Melissa indicated, that the marine water is getting very low uptake on uh, conservation measures, and they don't see our, our usage dropping hardly at all. Um, Laura indicated that uh, there's a, some COVID money that's coming to cities. She estimated South City might get a million dollars to, uh, I don't know what any kind of restrictions on that might be, but she said that they've applied to Fairfax for $250,000 of funding to um, put together a plan, a partnership with Marin Water to do neighbor, neighbor to neighbor um, uh, outreach and education on uh, lawn to landscape, uh, lawn to drought tolerant landscape uh, work. Uh, I, I guess, you know, they have low uptake, but they also have limited staff to do the water audits and do the uh, work around that. And, and I, um, one, I, I've informally uh, uh, invited Laura to make a presentation in our next commission meeting if that uh, would work for everybody else. Uh, I, uh, it wouldn't have to be next, next month if there's higher, uh, priorities, but, uh, she said she'd love to do that. I, I mentioned, you know, she was asking about other community organizations that might be involved. And I mentioned Sausalito Beautiful in our effort to secure funding for, uh, new trees. And she said, oh my God, don't plant new trees right now. We, we don't have the water to support them. And she pointed out the, 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 at, at the Corte Madera Mall, they're, they're, they've done a whole bunch of new landscaping and they're just pouring tons of water on those trees to get them established. And she just thought that that was idiotic to, to be able to, to be going in that direction when we're in the midst of this big drought. And I know how, how important trees are, of course, 
and especially in uh, on the on, on the areas that that uh, Sausalito Beautiful is identified. You know, we could certainly use more more greenery, but you know, I I, I do question the timing. Uh, and maybe thirty thousand dollars worth of trees wouldn't take up all that much water, but every drop counts right now. Uh, so I I just want to put that plug in for how important it is for us to get on board with some drought relief or mitigation measures if we can all, at all uh, be be of service to the community in that way. So one of the areas that I don't know if the city has taken any action around with respect to drought, um, we did a study in Mexico, Baja, California, some years ago with a nonprofit that I'm involved in. And one of the greatest areas of, of sort of water consumption is in restaurants um, and the, you know, the, the, doing the dishes um, and the water conservation efforts around sort of flow. And some of those mitigations are very inexpensive. They're, they're fixture based. And what we were able to do is get grants to replace fixtures and put in low flow faucets and, and other types of mitigation um, around the sort of um, fixture facilities and start to educate around that um, service of doing sort of the, the, the dishes. And, and also in hotels, of course, hotels have um, water mitigations around um, faucets and other types of things, but it really came down to commercial uh, restaurants that were the major consumers of water. And the mitigations are rather, rather simple, they're inexpensive and um, easy to adopt. And so while I agree that landscaping is a high consumer of water, when we look at sort of the, the, the restaurant impacts and some of the other sort of um, service industry impacts around um, uh, laundry and so forth, the measures are very inexpensive and, and very relevant. And if we have grants with which to replace some of these fixtures with, with alternative um, low flows or what have you, um, those have big impacts. And so I just offer that up to the community here to think about, and maybe there are some resources or some outreach that we can do around that. On that note, my husband just handed me this was in the mail. It's the um, MMWC rebates. If you go to that website, it's marinwater.org slash rebates. There's cash for grass. There's grade water, laundry to landscape. There's flume flow meter. You can get it for only 50 bucks, I think, instead of 200. And it tracks your water usage and can detect if you have leaks, et cetera. Uh, so you can you can save money as well. So it sounds like water is on next month's agenda and there's plenty to talk about there. Are there any other items that should be on the future agenda? Yeah, I'd just like to ask Mark, who who did you say that you wanted to have come do a presentation? Laura? Laura Faye, F-E-Y. She's on the, the Fairfax uh, Climate uh, Action Committee. Is it, does it make sense for us to, Melissa, you have, sounds like a city council update coming in and right. for us to just focus on that first to get, to get that piece understood and then to layer on from there. Yeah, well, that meeting is on August 30th. And so, and the next sustainability one is on September 15th. So it's probably timely if we have the city council one and then we have it on the agenda. Um, but however you guys want to do that. I mean, I think it makes sense to see what the council's guidance is as, as sort right. of a baseline and and then and then be able to build from there, just knowing that we probably we probably can't load up. Absolutely. 
multiple route agenda items in one meeting. Mark, does that sound okay to table that for maybe the follow-up? It also gives us some consistency on the topic and assures us that we're going to we're not doing another subcommittee. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in charge now. <laughs> yeah, wait to get more members on deck next month might be too short. Okay, any other items for a future agenda? Uh, if you might, uh, Charlie, I just want to remind you, Christina Rourke, um, MCEP will be. Um, uh, presenting greenhouse gas emissions update and um, as Jeremy Lewis will be leaving us uh, we will have to have I want to remind everyone that we will have to have a, um, a decision on who the new secretary will be uh, and so everyone think about that if you want are interested in, in doing that role and if not we have to appoint or Lauren you have to appoint someone get ready <laughs> um, and uh we have MCE too back on. Yeah, and another presentation will come back uh, on the on the um, resiliency hub. Right, sounds like a full full oh, of items. Might want to spread it out. Okay, well, since we did have a cancellation, we had a really full agenda, um, but thanks to that, we get some time back. So it is now seven thirty-six and we can adjourn the meeting. Thank you all so much. Ting, thank you. We're gonna miss you. Thank you, Ting. Ting, we appreciate you so much. I appreciate <laughs> all of you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so, so, so much. Uh, yeah, we need everyone on, on deck to figure this climate situation out. Ting, congratulations, Lauren. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for everything. Have a wonderful